A confirmation that Australia's official jobless rate has hit a new low of 3.4% was widely interpreted as good news and more evidence of a resilient economy. But we've been reporting this year that the good news only means the Reserve Bank will probably need to maintain interest rate rises with that aim to get inflation under control. Let's get some more analysis on this now. We're joined by the ABC's senior business correspondent, Peter Ryan. Peter, good morning to you. Can you just take us through the numbers and I guess following on, on what I just said there, why that falling jobless rate will actually end with perhaps an unwelcome Christmas present from the Reserve Bank. Well, uh, that's right, Tom, and uh, good morning. This is a classic case where every economic silver lining has a cloud. That uh, jobless rate fall in October to 3.4% is undoubtedly good news, and it actually surprised uh, many economists who'd been betting it would tick higher. But the bottom line here, as you mentioned, is that despite all its efforts, the Reserve Bank's cash rate rises just aren't working yet. Uh, Rather than slowing the economy with the seven rate rises we've seen since May, the labour market remains very strong. 32,000 new jobs created in October and uh, 41,000 full-time roles. And companies are also reporting they just can't get enough workers as the economy is running hot. It is true that uh, the rate rise impact has a lag. Um, The RBA is forecasting the jobless rate will tick up next year, maybe into the mid-fours. But Who knows what's going on there if inflation isn't coming down. As a result, money markets see another uh, rate rise of a quarter of a percentage point on the RBA's final meeting of the year on December the 4th, the lead up to Christmas. Uh, That would take the cash rate to 3.1%. And because inflation is still a little way from being controlled, we'll probably have to see more rate rises in the new year, which is not great news for borrowers. Indeed, no. It's because people in Australia are really hurting from inflation. Inflation, But can we just look at an example overseas, I guess, to put things into perspective? It's a lot worse in Britain. There's uh, new austerity measures that have just been announced by the UK Finance Minister. Yeah, that's right. Inflation in the UK is now at a 41-year high, uh, running at 11.1% over the past 12 months. Uh, To compare, it's 7.3% here, so a lot worse in Britain. The Chancellor of the Exchequer, Jeremy Hunt, has brought down a budget to repair uh, the reputational damage, uh, you'll recall recently, of the unfunded tax cuts from the now former Prime Minister Liz Truss and her Finance Minister Kwasi Kwarteng, uh, both now in the dustbin of British political history. The plan there is to save around £55 billion. That's around £97 billion Australian dollars to fix uh, Britain's public finances. Around half of the belt tightening or austerity is going to be coming from tax increases and it's hard medicine. Uh, Britain's Office for Budget Responsibility, looking at this, says household disposable incomes will be falling by 4.3% this year and another 2.8% next year. The sharpest declines in these records going back to the 1950s and wiping out all the growth in living standards that Britain's had over the last eight years uh, to 2022. So little surprise that uh, Jeremy Hunt is pretty confident that uh, the UK economy is already in recession and it was already in bad shape as a result of the fallout from uh, Brexit and also the pandemic. Energy prices are surging, Peter. Households, of course, under more pressure than, than ever, really. What's being done in Britain to provide relief? 
Well, there are a few things going on, but there's already a temporary levy or a super profits tax on oil and gas companies um, that was brought in when Boris Johnson was uh, Prime Minister to fund emergency relief to uh, British households that really are being hit hard from surging energy prices, mainly brought on from uh, Vladimir Putin's uh, war in Ukraine. Um, Now, Uh, That uh, tax is going to be going to 35% up from 25% and it's going to run until 2028. There's also going to be a similar 45% tax imposed on nuclear and wind power electricity producers. This, of course, will be ringing a pretty big bell here where the Albanese government is looking at a potential intervention in the gas market, uh, temporary price caps perhaps, maybe a tax on gas and thermal coal to provide relief to Australian households and businesses, but it it is a tricky negotiation given signs of a major pushback uh, from the industry and, of course, the Prime Minister will be very careful not to be picking an unnecessary fight given what happened the last time a Labor government tried to bring in a super profits tax. Peter Ryan, thank you very much for joining us. Peter Ryan, they're the ABC's senior business correspondents.